man, I didn't know about this fatherhood stuff. I was trying my best to, to be a present father, juggling how to be a, a connected husband at the same time. But to be honest with you, I was just grinding, 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 and just focusing in on my business under the impression of I need a supply for my, my ladies, for my family. And that's literally what I did from sun up to sundown. I would still be on my phone. I would sneak back into my office and you know work, work, work. And any type of free time that I'd find, I'd say, "Well, shoot, I can go. I can go work a little bit more." I've said many a times leading up to that I was going to change. One of the highest things I hold is integrity. Integrity with those around you and integrity itself. So I was literally breaking that bond, you know, over and over and over, and I to happen, and that's that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. And so I said that that's enough. You know, one of the best ways I know to grow as a man is to do three things: get married, start a family, get into business. Of those three three things, it's going to present everything for you that can possibly go wrong. You know, it's really our training ground to test what we were made up as men. And the successful ones are those that figure out a few things and put a framework around their lives that allow them to show up and be present at home, in the gym, and in the, in the office. Well, today, my guest tells us his story of almost losing his family before he figured out a framework that saved his marriage, his business, and his life. Now, before we get into all that, and if you're interested in raising your standards as a father and a husband and an entrepreneur, then I encourage you to participate in our Band of Brothers group mentorship program. You know, we're a group of ordinary guys working towards living extraordinary lives. You can find us at the Awakened Man Training Academy at members.theawakenedman.net. With that, let's get on with today's episode. The average man today is sleepwalking through life. Many never reaching their true potential, let alone ever crossing the finish line to living a purposeful life. Yet, the hunger still exists, albeit buried amidst his cluttered mind misguided beliefs, and values that no longer serve him. It's time to align yourself for greatness. It's time to become a revolutionary man. Stay strong, my brother. Welcome everyone to the Revolutionary Man podcast. I'm the founder of the Awakened Man Movement and your host, Alan DeMonso. Before we get started, I have a couple questions for you. Do you have a thriving business? And how about your marriage and family life? Are they thriving to the same degree? You know, for many of us, we have aspects of our lives that are truly thriving while others tend to struggle. And why is that? Well, there are many reasons for it. From time pressures to financial pressures, there can be many moments of constant stress. And when that happens, we tend to let things go as we try to balance our priorities. Well, today, my guest shares his expertise in helping dads get their lives in order, starting with taking care of the most important asset that they own, and that's their bodies. So allow me to introduce my guests. Travis Statesell is a husband, father, coach who specializes in helping dads destroy the dad bod and get their back, their edge, and become uncommon men. He's been a coach for 15 years, helping thousands of men transform their lives through his coaching program, The Forged Father. Welcome to the show, Travis. How are things, brother? Alan, things are good, my man. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really like the idea of the forged father. I think it's so important that we are truly constantly forging ourselves as, as, as being our own blacksmiths in really shaping of who we are. And so, absolutely, yeah. so speaking about shaping, tell me, we talk about all of us being on our own hero's quest. And I touched a little bit on your 
on some of your journey, but tell us about a particular time in your life when you were challenged, maybe felt lost, or you faced a challenge and knew that things had to change. What did you do? How did that experience shape you into the man you are today and the work that you're doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, as you mentioned, uh, the forged father, that, that is, that is everything I put my time and effort into, uh, today as you know, it, it, it is, it is the movement that I'm leading. And, uh, what's interesting about it is how it started. Uh, and if we go eight years back, my oldest daughter is about to turn nine. Uh, I have four daughters presently. So oldest is about to turn nine. We got a six-year-old, we got a four-year-old and almost two-year-old. And my wife is also pregnant with number five. So we're, we're hoping and praying for that boy. But if we get a girl, Hey, we've been through it before. So we'll, we'll just, we'll just stick to our guns and we know how to raise women. Right. So for the most part, but either way, yeah, we go back and this was, you know, after we had had our first daughter Evangeline and uh, man, I didn't know about this fatherhood stuff. I was trying my best to, to be a present father juggling how to be a a connected husband at the same time. But to be honest with you, I was just grinding, 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 and just focusing in on my business. Uh, I I guess to me, I I was just under the impression of, I need a supply for my, for my, my ladies, for my family. I want to build this grand lifestyle for them where they're not going to have to worry about money. And so I was working at my gym from sun up to sundown, I had my coaching program, and that's literally what I did from sun up to sundown. And I truly mean that because when I'd get home, I would still be on my phone. I would sneak back into my office and you know work, 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 and any type of free time that I'd find, I'd say, "Well, shoot, I can go. I can go work a little bit more." And the lie that I was telling myself was, "I'm doing it for them," when in mm-hmm. fact it got to a point where it was almost a form of sedation for me just to sneak away. And I don't need to, you know, try to do my best with this husband and father thing. I'll figure that stuff out. And there were points of time where my wife would bring it up and she's like, you know, why, why are you always so busy? It's, it's always the business first. I'll get things under control. Don't you worry. I'm going to make a change. I'd make a change for a week or two weeks. And then I would just kind of drift back into my old habits. And so about eight months after our oldest daughter was born, here I am, you know, thinking I'm being a, a great husband and a, a great father. You know, we're lying in bed one night and my wife starts to cry. We're, we're laying in bed. And so me, I'm like, it's not me. I didn't do anything wrong. Like I'm doing everything right here. What, what's going on with my wife? So Long story short, we we had a pretty deep conversation that night, one that really just stabbed me right in the heart and slapped me across the face. Uh, I'll never forget what my wife said. She said, I feel second best to your business. And Mm -hmm. for the first time, I I feel like I'm falling out of love with you. And that hit me hard. And so we had a conversation about it. And you know, that really put things into perspective, you know, start to think about, well, the very two, the two people that I'm working so hard for, I might not even 
be around them anymore. Like just the thought of like losing my wife and my daughter at that point was just like unbearable. So I said, okay, this is it. I need to figure this shit out because obviously I don't know how to balance all this stuff out. I don't know how to be a present husband. I don't know how to be a present father and, you know, while upkeeping myself and then building these, these businesses, I need help, you know? So that's when I started to seek mentorship and uh, hired a couple of coaches and became a part of different masterminds to, to grow just as a man across the board. And, and from that, that day forward, cause I had my gym and I had my online coaching business. And so I really started to put in the work on figuring this, this stuff out. Like how can I, upkeep my fitness? How can I keep my body in excellent shape without stealing away time from my family and then stealing away time from business? And so that's really where the the core five framework started to to become what it is today was, was after that night. So I'll never forget about that, man. Yeah. And what a powerful, uh, what a powerful evening to, and experience to have. Right. And I, I made it, made a few notes here and and one of the things when you when you said that uh, this is my second marriage we've been married for going closer to tw- close to twenty years now, mm-hmm. and uh, I married my high school sweetheart to begin with, and I was very much in that mindset that you just described. Uh, I used to be a chef. I was quite successful in my career. You got to remember this is long before there was any type of food TV and Bobby Flay and sure. you know Iron Chef. This was just you know the, I made my dream from watching Three's Company. Man, like that's. Uh, that's how that happened. But, you know, I, I say that because I said those same, I said the things that your wife said to you, but I said it to, to my wife at the time, you are second best. My job will be first. My career will be first. It's what takes it. What it's what takes care of the house, what, we, what everything that we have. And I think about how naive and how, how damaging that was for her mm. and to make those types of comments. And because at a young man in my, in my early twenties to not really recognize that. And then to hear you be able to be awake enough and conscious enough to hear your wife begging for basically for you to hear what she's trying to say. Mm-hmm. She wasn't taught looking for a way out. I'll suggest she was looking for a way to get, to have yeah. you back into her heart. And right. then yeah. it sounds like she gave you rather the time to do that work. And I think yeah. you know, that is just so powerful, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's interesting how it works. I mean, for me, I knew that was the last straw because yeah. what I took in was I've said many a times leading up to that. I was going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to get a hold of this. And one of the highest things I hold is integrity, integrity with those around you and integrity with self. So I was literally breaking that bond, you know, over and over and over. And I just kind of allowed it to happen. And that's, that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. And so I said that that's enough, enough of the bullshit, you know, it's no more of this. She doesn't deserve it. And my daughter certainly didn't, didn't deserve it either. So, yeah, hundred percent. And it's, and it's, and because you recognize that, you know, it allowed you to, to really make a change, right? And integrity is one of those things that, you know, I held hold closest to me as well as a virtue. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I reason why I like integrity, see if this resonates with you is that, 
It's just so open. It's blatant. You're either in integrity or you're not. There's no middle ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's a great, it's a great measuring stick for how we show up as men. And, you know, and you talk about that in your, in your core five. And so I thought we could talk a little bit about, you can talk about what the core five are, how you develop this framework and how, and how you've used it to help change, not just your life, but the lives of thousands of men. Absolutely. So the core five, the way we look at these is these are like our five daily disciplines or our non-negotiables, if you will, like, Every single day, we have these these five things structured into our life. What that's going to look like for each individual might be a little bit different. For I'd say 90, 95% of the guys I work with, including myself, all of our self-development, which is most of this core five, happens first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, So before our family is even up and about and our time needs to go towards them, we're putting that time into us. We're filling our cup up first thing in the morning, right? And so the core five, we got fitness, which is obviously important to move your body, build your body into a strong, resilient, you know, asset, not, you know, something that's going to take away from you, right? A liability. But fitness, we got fuel, which is nutrition. We got frame, which is basically your mindset, elevating your state, We got focus, which is your ability to plan, prepare, and be disciplined with your time. And then number five is family. And so the way I see it and what what I've discovered over time is when you get those four in check, like those four really pour into you, you're remaining focused, you're being disciplined. You know, uh, one of my earliest mentors, (laughs) I'll never forget this lesson. I don't, I hope you don't mind if I cuss, but uh, His his lesson was simple as thou shall not fuck around. (laughs) Right. And so it's like, when you have a plan laid out for yourself, it's, you got to be disciplined with your time, especially this day and age with all the things that are pulling our attention away from us. We can, we can very easily say that we're too busy. Everybody's too busy, right? Well, it's really about being productive, not busy. We already know we're going to be busy. Let's be productive. So focus is key frame. You know, people want to talk about how they're not motivated and, uh, you know, motivation is not needed when, when you're, when you're constantly doing the things that you need to do, you, you create your state through movement, through action. So if you're, if you wake up in the morning and you don't have motivation, well, you create it through movement. There, there's simple things that we can do just like this to tap ourselves into an elevated state of mind, you know? where most people kind of just want to sit around and stay in that place. Yeah. You can easily take control of that. Right. Fuel, you know, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. We got, we just focus in on the fundamentals and we build from there. And then fitness, obviously it doesn't need to be something crazy. You don't, you don't need to go to the gym for two hours. You don't need to do a bunch of crazy cardio. Like you can literally get it done 15, 20 minutes, you know, 60 minutes max pour into yourself, build yourself up into, you know, something that you, you, you don't worry about. You're an athlete. If your kids want to go run around the block or, you know, get on your back while you crawl around on the ground, like a horse, uh, there's no worry about it. Right. It, It all pours into that, that fifth, that fifth piece and that's family. And so when you're with family, you're actually present. And that was the thing that I needed to build up most was when I was with my family, I was actually there in the moment. 
I wasn't worried about all this other stuff that I didn't get done because I wasn't disciplined with my time. It's it's just wonderful what, what it's done for myself, what, what it's done for other men. And so those core five right there. And then obviously there's other bits and pieces that are going to come into play, you know, depending on the individual, those, that's why I call it the core five. Cause it's like at the center and, and we hammer those out. It's, it's going to move the needle forward. Yeah. And what a great, and what a great group of five as well. Right. And it touches all aspects of our life and allows us to finally show up. And you're using a couple of words that I think are really great. And that's the discipline idea, right. And really being able to, to have some discipline. And the other one is being present. And I think, you know, really that's the, that's the work that I'm seeing that's happening now, you know, globally with this, with the move, with the growth of men's work and the movement of men doing men's work. And we come at it in lots of different ways because I think there's a need for a voice, a different voice for all of us to be able to get out there because not all of us will resonate with what I have to say, but I won't necessarily resonate with what you have to say, but people will gravitate towards us. And as long as we're authentic and we're present and we show that and we have that discipline, I think that's really the catalyst to help shift the perspective and the paradigm that we've had that has been around for so long about what it means to be a man, what it means to be a father. And so that leads me to you, you talk about, you know, doing this work and having uncommon men. And so what does that, how do you define what it means to be an uncommon man, especially for a busy dad? It's just, it, it comes down to something real simple and that is to refuse average, refuse mediocrity, Refuse just to settle into the masses, the common men, right? So what you just said there, busy, you know, how how does this apply to busy men? Well, I know a lot of men that they say they want to connect better with their family. They want to look better. They want to feel better. They want more success in life, but they're not willing to break away from just the mediocrity and the, the checking of boxes, if you will, right? And so it is, it really does come down to a decision and a way of life, right? Because it's not easy. But something that I oftentimes talk about is, you know, we get to decide on the difficulty that we take on in life, right? It's going to be difficult to, you know, take on this role as an uncommon man to lead your family. It's going to be difficult putting in the early AM you know, work. It's going to be difficult being disciplined in certain moments where you want to break and you want to have those, those extra drinks of alcohol, you know, during the week, or you want to break and you just want to, you know, have that bowl of ice cream at night when you're, when you're trying to, you know, improve your physique, that's all going to be very, very difficult. Now there's the other side of it is the difficulty that you have to deal with, you know, being overweight, being out of shape, not having the confidence that you want, want to have, not being able to, you know, have the energy after a long day of work, you come home, you're stressed. And so you react and maybe you blow up on your kids. That's difficult. You know, that stuff's difficult. Getting divorce papers slapped down on the table because you just refuse to change. You, you refuse to level up. That's, that's difficult. Right. And so it's like, well, which one do you want? And if that's the path that you're going to choose, then yeah, you're going to separate yourself from the crowd. It's, and, you know, I was, I was talking about this with somebody else uh, just recently. And 
the whole concept of, you know, dad bod popped up and there, there was a, a post that somebody shared with me about these mannequins that they actually, they're overweight mannequins. He's like, what do you think about that? I was like, I think it's, it's, it's wrong because it's sending the wrong message. It's saying that's okay. That's totally okay. No need to take care of your body. Um, you know, just continue to live, you know, an average life, health, health issues, totally fine. Just turn a blind eye to it. And it's really not a conversation of, oh, you need to be the most ripped, lean and shredded dude around, or you're not a good dad. You're not a good husband because I'll get guys that, you know, jump all over that. And they're like, well, screw you. You live in the gym. No, it's not even about that. It's, it's, it's about how you approach all areas of your life. Are you going to approach one area with just mediocrity and, you know, being okay with average while you excel in this other area? I'm telling you right now, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. (laughs) I believe that to a point because how you do the things that you prioritize and value the most is how you're going to do everything else that you prioritize and value. And so if you're going to tell me that you value time with family and you want to be more present with them, well, do you want to show up better for them? Do you not want to worry about your health and fitness when you're around them? And so that's actually taken away from them. That's the conversation that needs to be had. It's like, okay, well, you're accepting average in this area of your life. If you want to level up, that's 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 where we're taking guys to that uncommon place, you know, where where yes, you are extremely successful in business. You are deeply connected with your wife. You are there for your kids and you're there for yourself too. So that's really what you know, the uncommon man is because you walk into a room, people can tell, they know. It's just that vibe, that energy that you give off. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I like how you've left that just definition wide open. You know, every one of us can have our own idea of what uncommon means and it oh, can yeah. change and grow, right? So maybe today you're not that guy that go that does any workout at all whatsoever. But to be uncommon, you start to work out in the morning, you start to implement the core five pieces, and then you start to grow and change. And to your point, it doesn't have to be, don't have to be ripped, the most ripped guy in the, in the gym. It's about feeling better about ourselves and moving ourselves from mediocrity. And I, and I was going to, you say, say the same thing too. how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I believe that as well. Cause I think how it shows up is, is in our mindset Mm -hmm. and it's about, and, and then what ends up by happening, it's, it, does it keep us in integrity? Are we, are we doing what we're, what we say we're going to do? Because ultimately that's what ends up by going forward. And so we may not have it in the same degree in all aspects of our life, but I think there's a lot of truth in how we do one thing is how we do all things. And and I'm glad that you, that you had mentioned that. Yeah, absolutely. So what's interesting, go ahead, bud. Something something that I wanted to add in there and yeah, you, you being a coach too, it's just, this is one of the most fulfilling things that you get out of this whole process is like, you see individuals like change before your eyes, you know, <laughs> it's like they come in wanting something because of their, their current level, like the current level that they're at, like the faith that they have in themselves and the belief that they can get to this certain place. It might not be as high, but then they start to go through the process and they start to develop these disciplines and they start to take themselves to a whole different place 
Like I've gotten guys that have come into the program and they're like, I just want to get, you know, an athletic shape. I don't really care. You know, if, if I do want to get leaner, but then they get that certain spot and they're like, man, I really want to take this to that next level. And they end up, you know, just getting absolutely shredded. And it, here's a guy who never imagined that even happening ever. And now he's there. Yeah. And so it's, it's just amazing the transformation that takes place in an individual when just yeah. that belief, that, that trust in self. It's like, oh, you know, I've never stuck to anything this long before, you know, and it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, 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 and probably in part because that wasn't the big dream of, Hey, I'm going to have a ripped body because that sometimes can be so daunting that we just don't want to yeah. do it because it's too big a dream. And it's just about, Hey, I just want to, like you said, I just want to get into shape and then it, mm-hmm. it changes and evolves. And I think that's such a great lesson. What you're telling us here and sharing is that we can create uncommon changes in our life with taking a small step. It doesn't have to be the whole journey. It'll never be the whole journey. And I think for guys, I think sometimes we feel that, well, if I don't see something happen for me in the next week, then I'm out, you know, I'm tapping out. Well, you know, things in life take longer. It took you however, however old you are today, it's taking you that long to get to where you are. And it's going to take time to reverse engineer some of it. Hopefully it doesn't Mm -hmm. take the equal amount of time to reverse engineer but because we talked about being present and having discipline, we can expedite that process, that change process. Yeah. And we can really evolve into the, to the men that we truly aspire to be. And, and then let's face it, everything in life starts to change as you're saying, right? Like people start to look at us differently. Our wives look at us differently. We're showing, we're noted. We, without saying a word, we are in a room and, and it's in your notice. It's because there's a different vibe going on with who we are. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how it works. Yeah. So tell me in your opinion, what is the biggest challenge you're finding that you're, that with your clients that's facing men today? Honestly, what I just spoke about it, it's it's just the trust and lack of faith in self. And so inside of Forge Father, we have key tenets. The first tenet is faith. You have to have faith in yourself. How do you build this up? Through daily disciplines. Through sticking to a daily structure, following through, upholding integrity integrity with self, being a man of your word. And what I like to refer to it as is we you need to live in alignment. Yes. Right. So one of the first things that we do within the program is we own up to the ugly truth. So before you even start this journey, let's just get all that baggage out, man. Like, let's get the heavy weight off your shoulder, this anchor that you're dragging around of these past losses, these failures, these shortcomings, and all of these stories and these lies that you're carrying around. Get these out. Get them out. Let's break yourself down to to, to your soul, like strip you down to just your soul. Now we can rebuild you. So we own up to that truth. But then the next thing that we do is we get very, very clear with what it is that we want. Like, what's the vision? You know, what is it? How do you want to look? How do you want to feel? Like, how's life for you? How are your relationships? Mm. Let's connect that to a deep purpose. And then the mission is the work, the actions that need to be implemented on a day-to-day basis. Then it, then it becomes a game. 
and we get to rise to the occasion, right? Uh. And so we have an opportunity every single day to, to prove ourselves right. You say you want this vision, let's live in alignment. There's your chance every single day. Oh, these different moments of opportunity pop up, right? So yeah, yeah it's at the end of the night. This is when I typically kind of break down and I have a snack. I have that bowl of ice cream. Oh man, awareness is key. You're in the moment right now. Are you going to break? Yeah. Or do you want to build up that trust in yourself? Here's oh, that opportunity. Trust yourself to do the right thing. Remain in alignment. And we'll come back and we'll get it again tomorrow. And we're just going to keep doing it day in, day out, day in, day out. Nice. Then, then you get to a certain point where it's just undeniable, right? Kind of like what I was saying is these individuals, they come in, don't have a lot of trust in themselves, don't have a, you know, they don't have that faith back in them. But then they start to see the changes happening in the mirror. They start to feel it. They get a compliment or 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 two from people that they haven't seen for a while. The wife starts to notice now that that faith starts to build. Nice. And before we know it, completely different individual. You know, months in, it's just like you look back at that old, that old identity that you used to have back then. Guy that just thought he was done, washed up, just a failure, tried all these things, and now look at you. Yes. You see yourself in the mirror. You're glowing, man. <laughs> undeniable that's, that's the, but that by far is the biggest challenge um you know just even having conversations with guys that are wanting to make a change and you coach them through the process on this is what it's going to take my man let's 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 draw this out this is what it's going to require here we are in the edge let's take the leap they don't take the leap <laughs> because of fear doubt uncertainty Leads to scarcity. Oh, I got to go ask my wife, right? Or let me think about this. Well, oh, man, you've been thinking about it for the last 10 years, brother. Yeah. What else do you want to think about? That faith. Only way you're going to get it is by doing the work, following through. 100%. Absolutely. And it, hap- and it all starts with faith, right? Faith. And I, I like how you take then to the next, that next step, really. And that's about, you talk about living in alignment and, and really facing the ugly truth. And then the ugly truth is that our lives are the way they are because of how, of our actions and how we've thought about ourselves And the moment that we can face that, then we can truly, then we now we have a starting point and we can start to move forward and make the change that's necessary. So there gotta be times at this point, you know, of course you're doing a lot of work yourself. You're, you know, you're evolving and growing as a, as a man and as leader, as a father, there gotta be times when it's still challenging for you. And when those times do come, Travis, What's the one tool or resource that you lean on to help get you through? So for me, there's two things. Energy elevation. So for me, and this, this all starts with awareness. Number one, you need to be aware of like everything, right? You're, you're fully present and in the moment and you'll catch yourself. You're like in a, a low level state angry state, stressed out state, you're tired, you're, you're just overwhelmed, whatever. If you don't catch that, that's when we find ourselves reacting to situations, right? And I'm guilty as charged. There's been times where I've raised my voice 
on my daughters when there was no need to raise my voice. It was just that I was stressed. I was in a low level, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, whenever I am stressed, overwhelmed, first part of that is energy elevation. I go into some exercise, man. I might, I might do something just real quick, go out to the garage, move my body. It could be just be a walk, right? Go get some fresh air, walk. You, you, you rejuvenate yourself. You elevate your state. You can't be in a high level state. Like you go do some exercise. You're, you're not in a negative state at that point. I, I don't know anybody that's done a workout that went through, you know, a tough, challenging bit of exercise. And then at the end, you're just like, oh, you know, just terrible. Like you're in an elevated mood, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is, again, it starts with awareness. And so knowing when I'm in a low level state, I look to put out what I want back. So if I want, if I need energy, if I need positivity, I'm going to put it out. And that's why I love being a coach so much is there'll be times where I'm in a low level state or, you know, struggling a little bit or whatnot. I'll reach out to some of my guys, you know, Hey, how's the day going, man? Everything good. You need any help? Conversations pop up and I'm pouring into these individuals, building them up, building them up. And that is fulfillment back. And it fills me back up. So that's, what's always worked with me. And I think the biggest skill that I've been able to develop since, you know, going way back when this all really started that night is just being aware when there are certain situations where I'm in, like, kind of like I mentioned, you know, I raise my voice yeah. on my daughters. Boom. I'm quick to own up to that. Say, Hey, I shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm calling myself out. And, um, it was, uh, actually this weekend. I don't know why I brought it up, but my wife and I were just sitting in the kitchen and, um, just hanging out. And I just asked her straight up. I was like, how am I doing? Like, how am I doing? And she's like, I couldn't ask you to be doing better. Like you've, you've completely changed. She even added in like, you know, gosh, it's, you know, since our fourth was born, like you've been on a whole new level. I was like, huh? Okay. I feel pretty good about that, but I'm not complacent with it. Cause I know there's still areas that I need to improve on, continue to be just aware of and improve of it as I go. Isn't it amazing when we finally wake up and we take responsibility for our lives each and every moment and yeah. that we, the awareness comes more naturally, the, mm -hmm. the, the being present becomes more naturally. And, mm -hmm. you know, our, you know, our wives get to see that we get to see that we're truly working on it. We're, we're not, they're not looking for the people in our lives aren't looking for us to be perfect. They're looking no. for us to give a darn to, to do the work that needs to be done so that we can show up and be there for them because there's more to life than just having, yes, it's great. We need to have the basic level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right. And food, yeah. shelter and water yeah. and all that, but really the true part of living is in that third and fourth tier of really being involved and active in our lives. And I think that's, we're seeing that more and more now with the, with all the work that guys are doing now, such as yourself and helping men become more aware and conscious of, of what's going on in their lives. Cause in our core, we want that, you know, we were mm -hmm. born of we relationship, that, yeah. right? 
Our parents mm-hmm. got together and lo and behold, we were put on, we were born onto this earth. And so regardless of who we are, we are born from a relationship. And so we want to be in relationship. We just haven't learned how to do that. And today there's no excuse for guys to learn how to be in relationship and how to grow as men with, with the amount of information that's available and the amount of opportunities. It's just a matter of, are we ready to do our work? Yeah. And so that leads me to wanting to know, I just wanted to, to know this, what does legacy mean to you? Legacy means to me, that's a great question. So I, with my daughters getting older um, and I've been asked, I, I think for me, and we'll find out what our, what our fifth baby is, but I think with my daughters, my legacy is I, I just really want them to grow and know what type of man they want based off of my example. Oh yeah. Um, and so I even, you know, I've had conversations with a couple of my buddies that I grew up with, uh, and, you know, played college football with, and a couple of them have older daughters at this point, you know, so I'll ask them like, Hey, how's everything going? And they kind of own up to the fact like, man, I just didn't, I don't think I raised them as well as I could have because they're just, they're attracting these, you know, low level individuals. And they oftentimes say that, Hey, your daughter's will be attracted to the type of guy that you were bringing them up. And so if we're talking about legacy here, you know, I want to, you know, leave that mark as far as my family goes, um, you know, legacy on the other side of that is just really, you know, showcasing what's possible, you know, for other men when they, when they really commit, and go all in on living a certain type of lifestyle. Like it's, it's certainly doable, you know? So. I love that. I just, uh, the idea of legacy is really, uh, is really important. I think for guys, as we think about the, you know, as we start to do our work and, and how do we want to, how do we want to be remembered for and how do we want our kids to, to evolve and change? And they may not, you know, follow ever all of our actions, but they'll follow enough that when we sure. when we see them, you know, there we can pick up and go, you know, yeah, I used I was doing that, and uh, and that's how they are. I always think back to the song "Cats in the Cradle," and uh, you know about uh, you know how a father watches his son turn into who he is, and mm-hmm. regrets how he was, and you know, to me, that's one of the most you know, important things as, as being a father is how we show up and really growing and as men and having our families be able to, to uh, be a positive influence for, uh, for them in their lives. Absolutely. So listen, of everything that we've spoken of today, and maybe there's something we didn't get a chance to touch on. If there was one thing you'd like our listeners to remember, what would that be? Oh man, we've talked about so many great things. I think it all goes back to the fact that, uh, you got to have faith in yourself. Um, if I mean, we just talked about legacy. How are you supposed to leave any sort of impactful legacy on this world and your family for that matter if you don't have trust in yourself, if you don't have that faith in yourself? So you got to break through that, whatever those limiting factors are, or, you know, going even a little bit deeper, you know, something that we talk about core core beliefs. Like what are your core beliefs? Like, 
They could be limiting core beliefs. These, these stories and these, these lies that you have going on up inside your head on why this can't be, and this, this could never happen. Is that really true? Or is that just something that you believe to be true? That's actually, you know, holding you back from becoming your best. So I think that's where it all starts. Right on. That's all outstanding. I just want to say once again, thanks, Travis, for spending time with me today. And you've been able to show us that no matter how busy we are, we can still show up with to be the best version of ourselves. And so if men are interested in getting hold of you and getting involved with your programs, what would be the best way for them to do that? Uh, you can go to my site, which is theforgefather.com um, and easily get in touch with me there. There's actually a free resource that you can download off of that link there. Um, or Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. So at the Forge Father, um, you'll find me there. And then same handle on Facebook. If you search the Forge Father or just search my name, Travis Stetzel on Facebook, you'll you'll get in touch with, with me there. And as I always say, uh, you know, I'm I'm here to communicate. I'm here to help, you know, give give individuals a clear path. So any type of questions that you have, feel free to reach out. I'm certainly here to help. Uh, perfect. I'll make sure all that information's in the show notes so people can get a chance to get out and reach you and do get involved with your work. You're doing some phenomenal work. And just want to say once again, thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. I appreciate it and happy uh, I can contribute in some way, shape or form. Thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Man podcast. Are you ready to own your destiny, to become more the man you are destined to be? Join the brotherhood that is The Awakened Man at theawakenedman.net and start forging a new destiny today.